0: Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives, and it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you very much, John, and welcome to Good News. This is Deacon Al Lundy. I am a permanent deacon of the Peoria Diocese and have the The great opportunity to uh, speak with you on Saturday and Sunday evenings here at Catholic Spirit Radio. Uh, Hello to John Hall, who's sitting at the board. John and I haven't seen each other in a little while, and I I apologize for that. It's been a mix of uh, my schedule and John's schedule, both. And we just haven't been able to coordinate to be in studio at the same time. Um, That happens sometimes. You've been forced to listen to the the not-the-worst-of-good-news. Uh, I I love Dr. Ray's program. I, I love to listen to Dr. Ray. He just he tickles me and I think he has great advice, especially for parents. and uh, I wish he was around uh, thirty years ago when I needed him and now I listen to him and I think, oh some things I did really, really wrong. Some things I did really, really good. Thank you, Dr. Ray. But uh, when he's absent, they do the not the worst of Dr. Ray and uh, and I think that's a that's a great idea because. I've heard a lot of programs where they do the best of as reruns, and you know what? They—that's false advertising. <laughs> they weren't that good. But uh, so, so thank you for hanging in there with us as we as we ran some uh, previous programs. Uh, but we're back uh, in the right time slot now as we look at the fifteenth Sunday of Ordinary Time coming up this weekend, as and we'll look at the readings from that uh, and talk about how that inter- interacts with our lives today and normally this time of year, I'm, I'm all about talking about my gardens. Uh, love being outside in my garden, love planting, love weeding, love watering, love the whole thing. And, uh, boy, it's been a, it's been a tough start to summer. I mean, it's been, it's been drought city here and a lot of other places, which makes, makes farming and, and gardening really, really tough. But that also brings up, uh, An interesting question, and a question that that we get a lot as as clergy, and I I think it's not only in the Catholic faith, but in a lot of Christian faiths, and that is, if God really exists, then why do we have evil in the world? If we have an all-loving God who wants nothing more than to take care of us, why do we have evil? Why why do bad things happen in our lives? It's a fair question, Um, but we also have an answer. And as it turns out, uh, the answers lie in the readings that we're going to be sharing today. So if you're wondering why you're perplexed with problems, why, why, why are you vexed with illnesses or accidents or just things breaking at the, at the house or things not going well at work or uh, bad weather like drought, especially if you're, you're a farmer and your livelihood depends on, on the weather in a lot of cases... And you wonder, why does God do this to me? Well, I, th- I think we might be able to shed some light on that uh, with, with uh, our Scripture readings. So the Scriptures during ordinary time in the cycle we're in, we're in the, the A cycle of, of three cycles. Uh, it tends to be fairly repetitive in that the first reading is going to be from a prophet. Uh, the second reading is normally one of uh, Paul's epistles. Uh, in this case, it's, it's one of Paul's letters to the Romans. And then our, uh, our standby, uh, our go-to, rather, uh, gospel is from Matthew. So during most of the A-cycle, we're reading a lot of Matthew, a little bit of John from time to time, but mostly from Matthew. And we've got this reoccurring theme in, in today's uh, readings. It talks a lot about the fact that there, even with an all-powerful, all-loving God, there's going to be problems in, in this world. It's a broken world with, filled with broken people, and so there is going to be evil, and there, there are going to be issues, but that doesn't mean that God isn't present or that God isn't active in our lives, and so our mm. readings are going to touch on that. So we'll, we'll come back and, and talk about that more uh, in a little bit, but I do want to talk a little bit about my garden, because I've uh, been, been able to water it at quite, a, quite an expense, it seems, uh, I found out today uh, to keep watered. I don't water the the yard. The grass can fend for itself. It'll go dormant. It'll turn brown. And up until a few days ago, when we finally got a little bit of a drizzle, uh, the the grass looked awful. And uh, and I have a next door neighbor whose grass looks wonderful. And it's one of those the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. My my neighbor is is uh, a master gardener. She's a beautiful gardener. Beautiful gardens, and last year she put in uh, a sprinkler system in her yard. So she has this wonderful yard, but at great expense—expense expense putting it in and a, and a great expense in, in operating it. And uh, I tend to be a little more frugal than that, um, and so I let I let the grass fend for itself, but I do water the gardens uh, because I, I I don't want to uh, they they don't go just they don't just go dormant like the grass does they. They, they go away. They just turn brown and, and fade away not to come back. So I, I put a lot of work on, onto the garden area, and it pays off. Uh, the blooms that we've got this year are just gorgeous. I love the color. Uh, my, one of my favorite things is to get up early in the morning, uh, fix a cup of coffee, go out on the, on the back deck and just sit and wait for the birds to wake up and the flowers to start to open and the sun to rise. And it's just, it's just a great way to wake up in the morning. So uh, on days where I don't have meetings to get to or other things to, to attend to, uh, that's my favorite place to be. Uh, I, I feel very connected to God and God's creations uh, just just sitting out in the gardens. And we've talked about this before. You need to find a place like that in your life, whether whether it's your backyard, your deck, maybe... Uh, a room that has has a nice view, if not into your garden, maybe into your neighbor's garden. Uh, but but find a place where you can find a little solitude, a little quiet, in the morning. Say a rosary, or uh, open open up the breviary and and do uh, morning prayer. But but something to to start your day with a conversation with God. And and you'll find if you make that part of your daily habit you'll find your day changing. Uh, not, not just that God rewards that kind of, of uh, attendance uh, to, 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 uh, to him, but you open yourself up to recognizing graces in your life that you might let just go by as, well, wasn't that a nice coincidence? You know, well, oh, uh, just something out of the blue happened. Some random thing happened today. Wasn't that nice? And, and realize that these are, these are acts of actual grace in our lives, uh, that God really does love us and really does care for us, sometimes in, in huge ways, but oftentimes in very small ways. And, and it's those small little graces, those small little kindnesses uh, that change our hearts, that inform our, our minds, that, that help us to grow in knowledge and in spirit with, with God. But you've got to make the time and, and the effort for that to happen. And a good time to do that is first thing in the morning, before the phones start ringing, before the, the emails and the text messages start pouring in, uh, before uh, other people start calling on you for things they need, is to take care of something you need. And, and that is a, a moment with God. And, and you can do this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a little easier for me now that I'm retired, but uh, you can do this at any age, at any stage of life. Get up 15 minutes earlier. Let's say you're in school. I know right now you're, you're in your summer break, but even during the school year, 15 minutes. Get up 15 minutes early and spend 15 minutes in, in prayerful meditation with, with your Lord. And I think you'll be amazed at how that changes you. And if nothing else, it, it changes your appreciation of God's presence in the world. Something to think on, uh, something to try and incorporate into your life. I know it's done a lot for me, and it means a lot to me. And, and a day where I don't get to do that, I notice it. It's, it kind of gnaws at me during the day that, hey, you got to stop. But once you're into the day, it's hard to stop. John knows with, with his schedule running all over the place uh, and and running a radio station, that uh, if you don't do it first thing in the morning, and again at the at the end of your day, uh, just before you go to bed. But uh, we get all kinds of questions. I get parishioners stop uh, stop in after mass while we're uh, saying goodbye to folks uh, with with questions like, uh, uh, where did the mass come from? That's a good question. You know who the, actually the way it was asked was by the way who invented the mass. <laughs> uh, wasn't really invented. it was it was more of a more of a, a an evolution uh, as as things went along, but it all came, uh, believe it or not, from the uh, from the ancient uh, tribes of Israel. It, this is based largely on the, the worship of uh, Judaism and what went on in the synagogues and and in the temple and evolved into what is now uh, the mass. Uh, Jesus changed what was done in Judaism to reflect uh, his new lessons as Messiah and what he came to, uh, to reveal to us. Uh, but it all came through an evolution, and it's a really interesting story. So you can ask about things like that. Get a lot of questions about Mary. Get a lot of questions about confirmation. Um, get a lot of questions about um, the Vatican and what is the Vatican and what does the Vatican actually do and how much money do they have uh <laughs> all all really good questions and and we'd be glad to address your questions about Catholicism or Christianity it doesn't have to be things you necessarily agree with it could be things you're curious about it could be things you disagree with it could be things you just want a deeper explanation of or a clearer explanation of uh i I tend to uh answer these on a on a very simple basic level uh, if you want to get really heady and philosophical on things i I can do that from time to time as well, but I find often uh, uh, people are just looking for, for the simple answer, just be able to uh, have something they can walk away with and be able to repeat without having to do a, a ton of study with. So uh, if you've got a really tough question, I think I can probably put a fairly simple answer to it. Uh, and you do that by sending your question into our email, uh, our email bag at uh, goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Good news at catholicspiritradio.com, and we'll be happy to uh, uh, answer your question on air. So the question that, uh, that we we're going to deal this week was uh, this, this problem of evil. Why is there evil in the world if God's in the world? Uh, you would think that an all-loving, all-powerful God could keep evil from happening. And, uh, and our readings talk about that, and so I, I think that's worth reflecting on. So our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. He's one of my favorites. Uh, uh, I know that Elisha and and some of the others are, are, are Samuel, uh, very very uh, popular with some folks. But uh, for me, uh, the book of Isaiah has uh, so much great things in it, especially uh, what he reveals uh, to the tribes of Israel about the coming Messiah, and it's everything is just so right on as we find out after after the incarnation of Christ. So. Uh, Isaiah writes this, Thus says says the Lord, Just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who, who eats, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. And the word he's talking about, the word of God, is Christ. Uh, The word of God made man. And that Christ came for a specific purpose. He came at a specific time to fulfill a specific mission and did not return to the Father until that mission was complete. So if people wonder, well, why did Jesus have to die? Why couldn't he just stay? Well, he didn't stay because his work was done. I mean, when you're at work and you finish your work, you go home. Well, Jesus... Finished his mission, finished his purpose, and so he went home. Uh, but but why is that important? And, and we go on. Uh, in, the, in the next reading, ties in with this. But from a gardener's standpoint, I, w- I want to point out the, the the truth of what Isaiah says. And remember, you know, when we think of the Middle East, we keep thinking of this open desert. But at the time of Christ, it wasn't just a wild desert. Remember, climate changes. We see. You know, we see climate changing now, uh, and and we tend to blame it on mankind. And if you look back, climate has always changed; it's always changing. And it used to be that the the land of the Middle East was, especially along the rivers, was very lush. I mean, think about all the times in Scripture they're talking about uh, agriculture; they're talking about the the fields of grain; they're they're, they're talking about the the woods. You know, the, the great forests of, of the trees of Lebanon, um, these were lush areas. Uh, and it's only in modern times that they, that they are more arid, more desert-like, because climate changes. I mean, we used to be covered by water here. Uh, we were part of the Great Lakes. So uh, things change, and things are, they, they change slowly. And are they changing now? Yeah, they probably are. Did, did we cause it? I'm not convinced anyone's proven that yet. I know it's it's very popular, but i I have to look back at at the scriptures that are thousands of years old and see that the climate was different then in those areas than they are now. So yeah, we evol- our weather evolves. uh no one ever promised that we would always have four seasons in central illinois uh, i I didn't get that contract. you know I, it is what it is, and is it changing? Yeah, maybe but the the point that that isaiah's making is that when it when it rains it it rains for a purpose and it fulfills that purpose before the rain returns and that's that's even true today in in our gardens we know when when we're in a drought because our gardens change our yards change but once it rains that that rain comes for and and performs a purpose before it evaporates and returns to clouds to come back again at another time to water an, another area well god wouldn't do that just with the environment uh, he does that with everything he did that with he did that with us we came for a purpose and and he wants us to f- fulfill that purpose before we return to him he sent his son the word of god to fulfill a specific purpose and god stayed until that purpose was was fulfilled and then went back so what was that purpose well we were, we're broken. We were broken by the sins of Adam and Eve. And for quite a while after that, we were lost. And we see that in the, in the wanderings of the, of the tribes of Israel uh, who, who wandered before they could enter the new paradise, the new promised land. Well, we're, we're wandering now. And we needed direction. We, we needed a new Moses, someone to come and lead us in the right direction. And Jesus was that new Moses to us uh, in many ways, or a better way to look at it is Moses was a precursor of of Christ. He was giving us a, a, a showing us an example of how one man would come and lead lead a nation. Uh, Moses led the, the the tribes of Israel. Jesus came to lead all of us as as a combined nation to the promised land, to heaven. And he gave he did that. he, gave, he came and he showed us everything we needed to know. And now it's up to us to follow that lead, and, and some do and, and some don't. And that's, that's what's addressed in the second reading in, in Paul to the Romans. Paul writes, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. For creation waits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. The creation was made subject to futility, not of its own accord, because of the one who subjected it, in a hope that creation itself would be set free from slavery to corruption and share in the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that all creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who who are the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves, we who wait for adoption and redemption of our bodies." So we have problems, we have, we have faults, we have flaws that we've, we've dealt with throughout all of mankind since the brokenness of, of Adam and Eve. And it was always God's intention to heal us. It was always God's intention to lead us home, to lead us uh, back to this, to be children of God, uh, to be back, lead back to the glory that has been revealed for us. And that glory that was revealed was heaven, it was revealed by Christ And he awaits our return. And Christ came for the purpose of showing us the way. We can't really say like Thomas did, well, how do we know the way? And Jesus tells him, or Philip rather, said, how do we know the way? And he said, I showed you the way. I am the way. Well, that message is true today. Jesus is the way. And if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling overwhelmed with the evil of the world, God never promised that everything would be perfect he gave us the perfect world we messed it up I mean it, it, we we did uh and it you can't point the finger at Adam and Eve and say it was just them uh, they simply did it first if it had if they hadn't been first Abel or Cain would have been next with the murder of Abel uh, if it hadn't been if it hadn't been uh Cain that messed it up it would have been Noah uh when when after being saved by uh by, by, by Jesus, uh, by God through the flood, immediately messed things up by getting drunk and there are all sorts of problems within the family. Somebody was going to sin first. It just happened to be Adam and Eve. It very well could have been us uh, in, in our own time, and in, in many ways it, it still is. So the evil in the world isn't put there by God. Uh, the evil of the world is, was caused by our breaking God's creation, and so he sent Christ to, to save us, to say, there's a way out. And still today, as, as Paul writes, there are, there are some that follow this way out, and there are some that don't. Jesus is going to talk about that in, in our final reading in, in the Gospel from Matthew. Uh, he's going to point that out again, that uh, there's, the seed is good. Uh, the seed that was given us is, is perfect. But sometimes it, it just falls on very bad soil. And sometimes the good seed gets mixed in with the bad seed. So the good people get mixed in with the, with the evil people. So why don't we just separate all the evil people? Well, let's talk about that. So we look at our reading from Matthew. It's kind of a long one, but this is, this is, a, great, this is a great parable. So on that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea, and such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep When the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? Jesus said to them in reply, because knowledge for the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven have been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted to anyone who has more will be given, and he will grow rich from anyone who is not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, you shall indeed hear but not understand. You shall indeed look but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have never closed their, they, they have closed their eyes. Let them see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because you see and your ears because you hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals it away. What was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but has no root, and it lasts only for a short time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among the thorns is the one who hears the word, but then the worldly anxiety and the lure of the riches choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. The gospel of the Lord. Every one of us is one of these types of seeds, or actually one of these types of soil, I should say. Because all the seed is good, but it's the quality of the soil that it lands on that makes the difference. And every one of us falls into one of these categories. So in the first one, when, this, when, when the gospel was heard, the person just refused it. It, it. it fell off the path. There was just nothing there to, to absorb the seed, to, to encase the seed and nourish it. And it was just, it was gone. It was just eaten up by evil to begin with. But then the next path it falls on Shallow, shallow soil. Someone who has some faith, but not much. And when the seed takes root, it, it quickly disappears. The first time they, they face any kind of an issue, their, their faith in God dies. So it, as, as we see the soil changes, as the soil gets deeper and the soil gets richer, the seed grows more. But I think the, the final one is, is so important that falls on rich soil, that not only has a desire for faith, but has taken the time to study and investigate their faith. When the seed falls on, on someone wanting that relationship with God, and they, they learn what that relationship involves, and what it takes to have that relationship, and, and what it takes to maintain that relationship, that's the kind of soil where the grace of God can really take root. And when that happens, we see the graces of God grow and multiply in that person. The nice thing is that in, in our human story, we can affect the quality of that soil. We, we can amend it, as a, as a gardener would say. We can, we can look at the soil and know what it's missing in order for the seed to, to, to be fertilized and the, and the seed to grow and, and flour and, and, and beef at its, at its full. And we can change ourselves. We can change the quality of the soil. So what do we do that with? We do it with practice, with, with taking the lessons of forgiveness and kindness and charity and practicing those in our lives with our families, with our, with our coworkers, with uh, others at, at school, with with our our friends, with our enemies especially. And we practice these these gifts that God gave us. We do it through prayer. We do it through constant prayer, learning to be people of of gratitude and thanking God for the graces we have received and thanking God for the little we do have. Even if you don't have an abundance, thank God for the little you do have. And if you have an abundance— be willing to share that with others. So this is the kind of things we need to practice in order to grow. This is what nurtures that soil in order for the seed to grow. And it does make a difference. If it makes a difference in, in, a, in a tiny seed, imagine what the difference it can make in, in us as human beings, in, in what we can do uh, for ourselves, for our others, all in the name of God, if we understand our cooperation in it. So, just just some things to think about. Actually, uh, next week, the sixteenth week, is a continuation of this gospel, and and there's going to be even more that goes into it. So, how does evil play play into this? Yes, there will be evil, but where there is evil, there's also the the grace of God. If if you focus on the evil, you will focus on. On the re- I don't want to say the rewards of evil, but on the the outcome of evil, if you focus on the grace of God, then you'll also be focused on the on the rewards on the on the results of, of God's grace. So evil came because of our brokenness, not because of God's. But our way through evil, our our ability to persevere through evil, comes from our ability to grow God's graces by amending our soil by making ourselves a better recipient of God's graces through practice and study and prayer. And that that holds true whether you're uh, 10 years old or 90 years old. Uh, it, it doesn't change. Uh, God loves us, and he wants nothing more than to be in a personal relationship with us, and he wants to show you this love if all we do is ask for it. So keep those things in mind uh, as we uh, work our way through another week, both through the, the evils that, that we face and through the strength that we, we garner from our relationship with Christ. Remember, God loves you, and so do I. May Almighty God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life. Good night. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.